Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, welcome to Quietly Clean with yours truly. Is it, it is, excuse me, approximately 5.23 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So wherever you are in the world, thank you so much for joining. Firstly, I would like to start off by saying happy one year anniversary to Quietly Clean. Today marks the one year anniversary of Quietly Clean's podcast. So I just wanted to celebrate by bringing on some really awesome guests. And tonight I have a very good guest by the name of Kendrick Thomas. How you doing? Uh, welcome. Uh, if you want to start off by giving a little background information about yourself. Yes, I would. I want to start by first saying congratulations on your one year anniversary. Thank you. Yes, I um as a fellow podcaster, I do understand that milestone and the work and the perseverance that it takes in getting to that year. So congratulations. Don't stop. Absolutely. Um, my name is Kendrick Thomas. Um, uh, KTTB is the brand. I am a principal here in Houston, Texas. Uh, but not only that, I am a podcaster uh, of the Daily K on YouTube. And I also do a radio show uh, weekly. Uh, with over 900,000 listeners uh, here in Houston um, called the KTTV Radio Show. Um, and so that's it. That's me. All righty. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. So I just wanted to start off by asking a few questions. Um, as we both know, the school system is starting back and it's going to be a little different this year. And so my first question I wanted to pose to you as an educator, um, how have you dealt with the lack of appreciation um, for your tireless efforts as an instructor? I mean, one of the, I, I wouldn't say appreciation more than I was saying that maybe people don't understand how much goes into it. Okay. Um, you know, as, as far as um, with the pandemic, you know, behind the scenes, it's been a lot making sure everyone gets what they need. And so, um, you know, you just, I think it's always good to be recognized and appreciated. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we do it for the love. So it really hasn't bothered me um, because I, I know the kids appreciate it from the smiles on their faces and when they're able to uh, participate and be educated on the same playing field. So, yes, it's all what it's for. Exactly. And so speaking of COVID-19 um, affecting like the classroom setting, what adjustments um, are you going to have to make this year? And do you feel that they will be helpful or would they be a little bit of a hindrance? Um, I would say the adjustments that we're making. Um, so last year we finished our school. Um, and so we, my district or the board members were really trying to be forward in the thinking. And so they planned on saying, okay, well maybe this will come back towards the, um, November uh, months, November, December months. So we'll start a little early and then try to put in some flex weeks uh, for that time. And so here we are, we, we've already started school. Today is our second day of school. Oh. Um, but um, everything was down at first as far as the numbers here in Houston. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, that's a great plan. Everything is going. We're about to go face to face. And then the numbers went up. Oh. <laughs> and so we said, uh huh. Oh, go ahead. 
oh, okay. Oh, the numbers went up, and so now we can't go to school. Oh. Um, and so we've been doing a hundred percent virtual online. Um, for us, that's our adjustment, but that means making sure that um, we we can't go one to one on our devices. But we're making sure that most of the kids, uh, as we can, I think we have a school of 700, and we've put out almost 400 devices so far uh, in hotspots. Um, so that's that's it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sure that'll be fun uh, getting everybody settled in with that. But I'm hopeful that um, everybody will be able to make the necessary adjustments and you know just, just to get things rolling and it'll be smooth out. Um, as quickly, I'm sure, as they can figure things out as they go. So hopefully it won't be too bad on you guys. Now, um, I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite subject in school? And did that inspire you to become a teacher? I um, I, I think about this all the time. Uh, when I was nine, I, I told my grandmother that I wanted to be an English teacher uh, because I love to read. And so... Um, I think from then, even though it didn't happen until I was 28, uh, I did become an English teacher uh, for high school English. And so uh, she was alive to see that. But yeah, it was it was reading that inspired me to be a teacher from being nine years old and on up. And so here I go. Oh, okay. Awesome. And I love to read too. So shout out to all of those readers. They run the world. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have a favorite book by chance? Oh, uh, right now... Sorry about that. I wouldn't necessarily say a favorite book. Um, but I've been reading so many professional books, you know. Um, but but I'm really now getting into um, investment books as well. But but nothing that's like really um really a favorite. A lot of Cafele, Principal Cafele is what I've been reading. So any of those books out of his series. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Now um what would you say is is there like as far as private school versus public school mm -hmm. um, is there an advantage to the actual private school setting that would be different from the public education like is there really a difference in that I think from I, I have to see it from two different lenses and so as a teacher um, you think about the the private school and the funding that goes into the private school. So because the public school has much more government funded, you know, they have higher salaries, uh, you know, and so uh, more spots. And so then you think about the, the teachers that they'll get. Um, so for that, I would say public school. Um, but then when you think about the curriculum, uh, and because there's not a lot of state funding inside of their private school, they kind of get to tailor, uh, you know, some of them are able to tailor really to the kids' needs um, and, and, and different programs outside of the box that um, public school doesn't have that freedom. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a kind of gift and a curse, you know, even with class sizes. Um, you know, private school has smaller class sizes, maybe like a better connection with the teacher. So we go from 22 kids in a public school class to 12 in a private school setting, you know. So uh, it's, it's really 50-50. Okay. <laughs> now, would you prefer to teach in a private versus a public setting? Uh, as, as a 
African American male um, with my background, I think it would most definitely have to be a public school setting uh, because I really want to be able to touch kids who grew up like me, uh, who look like me, and who I want to do better than me. That's important. And how present is the male, the black male in the education system where you are? It may be a little different because of the demographic area. Mm -hmm. um, is it a big presence of uh, male leadership or teachers in your area? Now, as far as in elementary, they are not. Um, you know, um, I have maybe 106 uh, people on staff, and I will say there are about five, six males, uh, oh. maybe seven at the most. You know, and so that's pretty much it in elementary. You know, you got something, but, you know, and we're fortunate enough to have... Um, it's three of us as an administration team. My principal, who's a female, but my partner, who's assistant principal with me, you know, he's an Hispanic male. Um, and so we were fortunate enough to have two males um, as far as leaders in the school. Um, so I do the boys club on campus. Oh. Um, and it just, you know, kind of brings things back. So I definitely have to say we, it's important to be. Exactly. And what do you think yes. could be implemented to encourage more of the Black male leadership or education instructors or teachers in the school setting? Um, I, I was talking to a guy last week. Uh, before the pandemic, um, someone approached me to kind of work on a program uh, where that would be the thing to encourage more African-American males to go into the teaching field. And so this program looked at um, following those kids from high school, uh, doing mentor programs, tutoring programs, uh, resource programs, all the way through college um, as they go through education major programs um, and really being by their side and then helping them when they get out as far as to develop, as far as to find jobs. And so I think that level of attention um, has to be put on uh, really grooming those males to be more successful um, as a well-rounded educator versus the guy that can just handle these rough kids because you're male. Right. Okay, that's a good point to make. And I know you obviously deal with a lot of students. Um, here's a good question. If you had a student um, that was really gifted, for example, like in math or writing, would you encourage them to pursue that even if they were set on a dream as like an entertainer or sports uh, oriented career? Would you encourage them to pursue their gifts or not? I mean, I think, I think the answer is how do you get them to do both? Ooh. You know, uh, because I, if, if that kid is gifted, they are strong-willed, <laughs> and there's not too much that's going to stop you from, uh, no, that's going to stop him from doing what he want to do, you know, and so then you you almost have to show that kid the numbers of how many people really make it, and, and how else he can use those gifts within inside of wanting to be that actor, wanting to be that um, 
professional, I mean, professional player. Maybe it's journalism on the other side of it. You also show them the people who do it afterwards. You know, things like that to try to get them to do both. Awesome, awesome. And what are some of the ways that you can get um, the students to be more motivated about their dreams, even beyond the classroom and also in the classroom? Yes, woof. Now that's a good one. Uh, I think I think the biggest thing is tailoring it so that they see success. Okay. You know, when, when people see that, I mean, you know, just think, you do about 10 podcasts and, and nothing happened. I don't know if you keep going, you know. But but it's that little it's that little glimmer of okay, you know, there's a few more likes than usual or something. So you you give those kids a little bit of that success uh, and, and which should happen when you really differentiate to those kids. They should see the success. And so I think that's how you get them excited about their work and excited about graduation and what happens on the other side. You know, I tell my kids all the way from second and third grade that grades equal money. Exactly. You know, so then when you think about that later down the line, I hope they come back uh, and, and kind of remember what I was talking about. I had some of my football players who did, so it's all good. Awesome, awesome. So that is excellent advice. And did you have any other, um, I don't know, useful gifts or useful points of wisdom that the audience could benefit from, both on the teaching side and the student side? Um, I think uh, it's, it's kind of um, crazy right now because you got people who are going face to face and you got people who are are doing 100% virtual like I am. Uh, I think uh, from what I can say on my side is educators um, and really the world of education is now building a plane as we fly it. Uh, and so the biggest thing is just asking for grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being patient um, because, you know, schools are ever-changing. And so the laws are ever-changing. And so, for instance, down here in Texas, uh, like, it's it's changing fast because one minute we're able to go, one minute we're not. So it's just being patient with the schools. Um, but moreover, um, understanding that the role as a parent right now and that education and keeping it going is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so being intentional about carving out that time to help that student um, see that success that I talked about earlier, because the only way they want to keep doing that online is that they feel this is easy and that it's something that they can do. Um, because once they feel this is a waste of time or it's hard, they tune out on us and we can't have that. Great advice. Um, I definitely agree on the very present uh, hands-on parenting um, with the kids their children's curriculum and that's just very important and if you have to step it up however that they need to figure that out step it up because that's just too important not to so I definitely agree and one more question do you think that they should bring back prayer in school Mm, ah, that's a hard one I think I don't know about the prayer, uh, but right now we have a moment of silence. Um, And so I think during that moment of silence, you encourage kids to do whatever uh, makes them feel better in that moment. 
And so whether that's silence or whether that's saying a prayer, um, I think that's the way you have to approach that situation with so many different variations. True. Okay. All right. Well, um, I don't have any other questions for you. And that was very valuable information. Um, I do appreciate you coming on to share that insight and that wisdom. Um, Could you also let everyone know uh, your social media handles and where they could follow and keep up with your programs and the things that you're doing? Yes, ma'am. If you go to first my website, uh, kttv.com that's kttev.com uh, you will be attached to the all social media uh, but I was lucky enough to get a cool handle nobody had so uh, Instagram, Facebook um, YouTube, all of it is kttv that's kttev um, and you can find me on all of those awesome, awesome and once again I just want to say thank you so much for taking your time out today and celebrating with Quietly Queen for our one year anniversary and I will conclude this episode and thank you once again listeners if you have any feedback for Kendrick Thomas please email queening2020 at gmail.com or leave a voice message. We would love to have your feedback. And thank you so much for your listenership at Quietly Queen with yours truly. Have a great day, Kendrick Thomas, and much success for the school year. All right, thank you. You have a good one, and congratulations. Thank you. Take care. All right.